0: Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Peter Lowe Building in beautiful Midtown, Chesapeake, Virginia. It's Phantasmo After Dark, with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Willie's Wonderland and Prisoners of Ghostland. I am Radio Act. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, fellas. Hey, Ralph. Tonight, we're doing a Nick Cage double feature. Ooh. <laughs> you know, there's two camps, pretty much, of, of Nicholas Cage. You either love him or you hate him.
1: Yeah, there's, there's not many middle ground people with yeah, Nick Cage. And I'm kind of
0: middle ground leaning towards the love him side. It's, it's though, weird. You're, you know? you're
1: one of the oddballs then.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's you know, he's all right. But if if it's, he's in something, I'll take a look at it. you know i mean yeah it depends on on the project and either i'm gonna watch it or i'm not gonna watch it i'm not just gonna watch it because of him but he's gonna make me want to take a look at it
1: yeah you know well i tend to want to watch just about anything he's in especially these days it seems like he's he's at a place in his career where he's making a lot of kind of indie films and and films that just
0: well it's like he's making a string of grindhouse films it is you it know because they have a lot of the elements of the 70s grindhouse yeah. films, which has caused me to take more notice of him yeah and but they're kind of uneven though
1: it's true yeah
0: i have not seen or we have not seen uh was it color of space is that the yeah name not yet that one we need to see because that's in this line of them yeah No, uh, we did see mandy and I think we could do a whole podcast on just that one. That was pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, Mandy was Mandy was pretty and that awesome. was a grindhouse
0: film all the way through. You yeah, know.
1: Mandy and and we won't go into Mandy because we could do a podcast on it. But yeah. Mandy was interesting in that it was, it was beautiful, it had a lot of symbolism, and it was pretty action packed and had plot and yeah. was weird.
0: It was weird. So and it moved the yeah, whole time.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was it was. Yeah, a very good combination yeah. of all the things that we enjoy. So anyway, yeah. Mandy, another time.
0: These two, on the other hand, we'll start. We Willie's. should
1: do now. We should start with Ghostland.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Well, okay. We'll do them reverse of the way we watched them. Mandy, I I want to say that we did see that in a the theater, which we did. made a big difference. I think.
1: Well, but I don't know that it made a big difference, because in the theater, we saw it at the narrow, yeah. and I think the print was, well, I say print, it was digital, but I think that it was it was kind of dark. It was a little dark. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, maybe, you know, we own the Blu-ray, we'll watch it again. Yeah. But, okay, now we watched Willy's Wonderland with moderate expectations. Yeah. Okay, and came out loving it.
1: Yeah, blown away.
0: Went in watching Prisoners of Ghostland with high expectations. <laughs> And I came out going, huh? <laughs> very, being very disappointed. Not saying it was horrible, but it wasn't what I was expecting or wanted out of it at all. Right. It was like almost. It had. It was like trying to be what I wanted it to be. I tell you, the whole movie to me mm-hmm. felt like I was watching. I watched a long trailer. Really? Cause it had a lot Lots of, scenes, of weird
1: disjointed cut scenes.
0: Yeah. Weird disjointed cut scenes and nothing, not much interconnecting them really. Yeah. You know, there, you well, had to take a lot on faith and a lot on inferring what was going on between scenes, which, you know, I'm pretty quick on the uptake, especially when it comes to weird films. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I can give a lot on some, but this one, okay, let's start off with the, the cover of the Blu-ray. Sure. Okay. The cover is Nick Cage's head right there on, the, you know, close up with two samurai swords like strapped to his back. Mm-hmm. and no point in the film does he use two samurai swords. So <laughs> no. right there disappointed me because I'm like, okay. right, <laughs> this, some swords. Yeah, it's like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, He there, does there use a type play. of sword at one point. Yeah. It's like melded to a glove on his hand, which is kind of dumb because you don't have much mobility with that. But that off the bat, now you could say, like a lot of the posters of the day- you know, some of them, the poster was not what was in the movie. So true. if you want to go that way, but they were selling me Nick Cage with swords on his back. He did not have swords on his back.
1: <laughs> he did not. Well, okay. So let's kind of start with who's in this. Nick Cage, obviously. Nick
0: Cage is in it. Bill Mosley from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chainsaw 2 and, and Rob Zombie's m- movies. Mm-hmm. And he's entertaining to watch. Sophia Butella, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. She's been in a few things. Let's see who else is in it nick cassavetes i think that's about it really
1: i mean as far as american american actors actors of note note, i believe that there were a few asian actors of note and forgive me i do not know them personally but well uh, no you've never met any of them well shut up (laughs) (laughs) i did not know them as far as to see them but nonetheless here we are yeah so So, anyway the the basic plot and and there is a plot Oh, it's even it's, though you the know the plot is okay.
0: It, it's just the the script is a hodgepodge.
1: Well, okay, so so the the basic plot that you learn through the arc of the story is that this girl, as a young child, was left parentless, so she is adopted by the governor of this
0: the governor played by Bill Mosley town. Samurai in Town. Samurai Town,
1: yes. And it's in Japan.
0: We think. Well, there's a lot of Japanese there, but there's also a lot of cowboys there. It's
1: true. There's cowboys in Japanese. That's yeah. quite interesting. And he, we are led to believe, but it doesn't come right out and tell you this, that he is sexually abusing his daughters, because there's another one. Um,
0: a bunch of them. Actually. Yeah.
1: There's, yeah, there's like a whole harem of children, women that he's adopted. They're They're grown now at this point. So she has escaped, essentially. She and two of the others have left Samurai Town and they've gone out somewhere to Ghost Town or Ghostland. Ghost wastelands. Land. Into the wastelands. Yeah. And so then we find Nick Cage in guy. prison.
0: Well, no, we see uh first at the beginning we see him and this other guy try to rob a bank.
1: Right. And I think that's, that's a whole scene, Yeah, that's pre-credits. That's a whole scene of itself. So, Nick Cage is now in prison, and they get him out of prison, and he meets the governor. And so now, right off the bat, we're thinking, okay, this is escape from New York.
0: Because he wants Nick Cage. He gives him this leather suit and a car, and I don't know if he gives him... doesn't give him any weapons or anything, does he?
1: No. He just gives him a leather suit and a car and tells him, you have three days to go find my daughter and bring her home. You have, well, three days to have her speak her name into this wrist unit, and then you have two more days to get her back to the back yeah. home. And if for any reason you raise your hand, so it has these little balls.
0: These little glowing balls on, on his, his neck. On his neck and on his forearms and yep. on his balls. Yeah, and on one on each side of his balls. Each arm is equipped with an explosive device. Your trousers are also equipped with explosives.
1: It said if at any time you raise your hand in violence against an innocent woman, uh, the, one the, on the wrist, ones hands on your are, hands will explode, or the right. or arms will explode. And if at any point you try anything... Or have any uh, impure thoughts yeah. towards
0: his daughter or woman right. or whatever, the ones on his uh, crotch will explode. Right. One at a time or Yeah, like
1: that. And then if you miss your, your deadline, the ones on the neck will explode. Yeah. So, Nick Cage jumps in the car and starts to pull away immediately stops jumps out of the car gets in a bicy- gets on a bicycle and starts pedaling away
0: and rides out of the town on a bicycle
1: we don't have any clue why
0: now, this is the thing that that kind of pissed me off about the whole movie is i like weird stuff yeah but i like a weird stuff that kind of makes sense in the context of the story or at least there's a reason why it's weird you know but he rides his bike out of town, and the governor's henchman come, drives up in the car, cuts him off, and gets out of the car, and the guy, and Nick Cage looks at him and has a, some dialogue.
1: Yeah, he and, says, oh, we're in a hurry, I guess, huh?
0: Yeah, and then Nick Cage gets in the car and takes off.
1: Yeah, and that's all there is to it about the bicycle. And <laughs> it's just the, bizarre. The thing is, I mean,
0: he only has five days. Why did he get on the bicycle? You know, that's going to take him a lot longer than the car. And this is his life Maybe in the he balance. he was just
1: trying to be obstinate. But the yeah. whole point that his life was in the balance is what gets me. Why would you purposefully slow down yeah. your task? Now, I don't know.
0: Here's the thing about this movie. The first 20 minutes of it or so yeah. had me. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm interested. Let's see what's yep. going on. This is going to be cool. It's going to be weird. I see the escape from New York nod, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Or rip off, whatever you want to call it. Okay, cool. I'll go with this, you know. yeah. After that. For me, the whole thing just went downhill. Plot, story, everything. Well, not plot, but the story, the dialogue. The thing was written. The two guys that wrote this, um, I can't think of their names right now, but apparently... Sono? No, no, that's the director. Oh, that's the director. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, the director has a reputation for doing weird films, which is cool.
1: He's he's notorious, I'm told.
0: But the two writers are not seasoned writers and have not done much and it kind of shows mm-hmm. it's like they were trying to be out there weird mm-hmm. and just didn't know how to do it
1: yeah well i mean there, the stuff that happens the the plot stuff the way it flows i followed the story part just fine yeah the things that made it awkward or made it not as fun to watch where throughout the rest of the movie we get strange, like at, at times, Hero is Nick Cage's character's name. Ollie is known by as Hero. Yeah. Hero does things and he gets knocked unconscious, and you get into this dreamlike stage. You see his dreams, and it doesn't make any sense. Now, obviously, there's symbolism and there's odd. Socio political stuff that's you know relating to things going yep. on now and and i get some of that you know what it feels but like, i just feel like it was it was being forced and didn't work exactly and there's nothing
0: leading you to give you a clue you know i think it what it kind of felt like to me is the movie is almost watching the tv like edited for tv version yeah that there was stuff cut out of it that we kind of needed to to Cohesive things to to link one scene to the next that just wasn't there, yeah, and also too, once he gets out in the ghostland, there's no threat anymore
1: well, I mean, the threat is supposed to be so when he gets to Ghostland and it's called Ghostland because there was apparently a a crash a prisoner between bus, a prisoner bus and a nuclear waste false, yeah thing transport. which
0: would have given you it's a great setup to get some really cool mutated makeup creature human hybrid things that we never see
1: yeah you only get like the face of one very burned up and it looks like a
0: a bad freddy krueger makeup in a way just kind of a burned face yeah bad sunburned face
1: no not sunburned it was pretty well you know what i mean yeah yeah, but (laughs) but it it wasn't
0: that mangled it was just really you know the skin was all melted and burned and all and then you see silhouettes of guys in, like, samurai-type armor or something behind him, and it's it's just not threatening. You know? And the one time you see it, the Nick Cage season, it's almost like a dream sequence. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, so that was a dream? So yeah. there's no threat to the protagonist, to the hero here.
1: Right. Well, I mean, so the threat part is that once you've gone into Ghostland, the prisoners who were escaped from the crash... Wouldn't let anyone leave. That's the threat. So, yeah. the the threat you're supposed to feel is that Hero is on a timeline, and if he can't get past the, the ghosts, yeah. the prisoners, then he'll die. Yeah. But see, here, um, here's the
0: thing that why, another reason why, for me, there's no threat. He's on a timeline. Yeah. That's never reinforced. Well,. It, Only a little bit. He he goes unconscious. Because the wrist unit goes off. He he goes unconscious. You see day and night happen a couple of times, and he doesn't seem in any hurry to get anything done. It's only a lot of dialogue and a lot of meandering around. Escape from New York did it much better.
1: No, I'm I'm not Plissken, disagreeing, but I'm know, telling you that there of, was a little bit of that that I think you're glossing over because well, you hated it more than I well, did. I didn't
0: hate it. I was disappointed in it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hate it. I, I, visually, there was a lot that was really cool. Yeah. I like Nick Cage. I like a, the idea of the whole thing, but I was disappointed in it.
1: Well, I was disappointed it was in it, missing. but I feel like I, I think I liked it a little more than you did. I feel like, oh, yeah. I feel like I needed to watch it again because- there has to be something more to the sequences that didn't make much sense that I just missed.
0: Well, I know I was doing a lot of reading. I couldn't find a lot on it, but I saw a lot of people, reviews, people speculating about a lot of things, and then and, and they're just reviews of it. Yeah. And a lot of it I really agreed with, uh, what everybody said. But the one thing, some of his dreams, he says at one point about all the people that he has killed when he was a criminal when he was a bad guy i don't guy.
1: think he ever uses the word killed i think he says hurt
0: hurt yeah when it hurt want him to save this girl want him to do yeah. right or whatever and there was a one dream sequence where there's these young kids or people looking through a skylight down at him and apparently those were supposed to be people he hurt yeah but it's never made i mean it, it makes sense
1: p- that those would be the people yeah he hurt.
0: if you somebody tells you
1: no i assumed those were the people he hurt i
0: had no idea it didn't it didn't work for me
1: well, I mean, I'm like, what it the wasn't hell is this? clear. I made an assumption, but I yeah. didn't know yeah. for sure. But I mean,
0: there's nothing leading you to that assumption, you know what yeah. I mean, Yeah. in the film. They didn't look hurt. No. They were happy and smiling. There, That's one thing, you know. Mm. And then the other thing that really kind of bugged me, go, the Ghost Land, okay, visually the whole, it's kind of interesting the way it's all set up and then, people holding the clock because the, they're crazy there yeah. there's a, a
1: so Ghostland is essentially what you would imagine kind of dystopian post-apocalyptic type thing it, it's yeah. a mess there are cars that are in parts and pieces although there's one very cool neon truck i don't know there's whatever. a couple
0: of neon semis there yeah that tricked that with lights and all this chrome and stuff even and though these...
1: there's no running water and no electricity anywhere else but that's okay yeah. and then there is a giant clock
0: like an old city hall building that's been demolished, except the yeah. clock tower's there. And then
1: there's just, like, dilapidated, falling down building all yeah. around it that people are living in. And um, some of
0: the people in Ghostland are try- have a rope around the clock hands trying to keep them from moving. Yeah, that they have a rope time. on the second to stop yeah. time. Which they could have And that's called.
1: their... It's their cult essentially yeah. they cannot let time progress because once time progresses then it's the end of the world essentially they could have just
0: kind of gone in the tower and pulled the springs out
1: I, or something. It, anyway whatever
0: um so that was kind of okay that's quirky i'll go with that right. you know but they get to the part where they're gonna go back to the samurai town and take the girl back now and it feels like it's been a week or two since that <laughs> is what it feels like yeah and but they're gonna have to break through the the bad guys somehow, or, or drive right into Ghost Town or something. So Nick Cage gets all the Ghostland people worked up, and they're gonna go to the was it Rat Man is yeah. one of them, who's the mechanic guy and all his people who have these weird outfits, and they're gonna get all these cars and tr- trucks and all working, and they're just gonna r- roll right in there.
1: Yep, and With all these vehicles, and they're working.
0: There's a whole like a montage there's like or a whole they're, montage they're bringing scraps of everything to fix these cars and they get the cars fixed up and like yeah okay this is gonna be a cool scene right and you
1: see you see a hero working on this like thing for his arm yeah because during the course of the movie we have not gone through the plot obviously but there's yeah. a, a point where he does indeed have the thing explode on one of his arms and he ends up blowing off one of his balls too yeah so, which yeah. how
0: is he still alive and not bled out I have that? no idea yeah so anyway
1: so he ends up with like this one arm that later is like sword arm kind of like yeah Ash's. he puts his
0: glove on this. he makes a metal glove to go over it yeah and somehow he mounts a blade on it that we never see until somebody pulls the slip glove part off and then the blade's there which yeah. is yeah, well
1: it's kind of reminiscent of Evil Dead's yeah you know, whatever Ash, but whatever
0: but they get on and you're expecting to see okay this is gonna be this cool big scene he's gonna drive Nick K is gonna drive this you know neon semi through these gates yeah, and bust yeah. shit down yeah and now it just cuts to him and the girl just walking into Samurai Town yeah, there's no there. vehicle. They just right. walk in.
1: It's just the two of them. Nobody else is there except for one oh. of the kids follows them. But that's yeah. it.
0: Oh, and the the mutants, the burn face guy, apparently they confront them before this at some point. And Nick Cage just has a conversation with him. Yeah. And he says, okay, you can go. Wah, wah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it. it I, it's I, it's we won't even go involved. Involved. into but that's who that was, but whatever.
0: Yeah. There's no big you don't see any of the other ones there's no big confrontation like i said there's no threat it's it's boring i think that's one of the things that, that the ultimate yeah. sin that any film can commit
1: is to be boring is to be
0: boring and this had the potential to be really exciting and fun yeah and it has flashes of that in it right you know like this end there's a big action fight scene with some swords and stuff yeah and okay but this whole middle section is like uh <laughs> but they okay so they just walk right into samurai time and take care of business yep nick cage wreck shop on some guys which is cool yep. the girl wreck shop on some guys which mm-hmm. is cool the coolest thing about her fight scene we watched the extras on here
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she said that they were they filmed that fight scene in a in an hour or something yeah
1: yeah which is Unheard of. That is she learned of. it that morning. In twenty minutes. Twenty
0: minutes. And I mean it's a little her bit is a little bit going on. Yeah. For somebody it's not, who's not, a not a simple fight scene. Yeah, for not somebody who's not a martial artist, I don't think. And also for for filming a stunt fight. Mm-hmm. It's insane.
1: Yeah. And this was filmed, by the way, in Japan. Um, I believe in the extras, Nick Cage said that this was the first time he's filmed in Japan yeah. with a with Japanese crew.
0: Well, they started out filming it, I think, in Mexico in the desert. Mm. And the director had some health issues. I he had a heart attack or something like that. Oh, wow. And so he had to go back home to Japan. And so it was postponed for a year. Oh, okay. They, they started filming and then a year went by. He got better. And Nick Cage said, well, let's just move the whole production to Japan so you can rest and relax and we can finish the film because he became friends with the director oh, and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, watch this one yourself and see what you think.
1: Yeah, I I, I would wanted really so like much to more. Know. It
0: had so much more potential, I think. Yeah, I'm going to gonna be, have to
1: let Tony borrow our disc and see what he thinks of it because he often comes at movies from a different yeah. viewpoint than we do. So I I am really curious to think what or to hear what he has to say. And you know, you guys Get a hold of this movie and watch it. I'm not sure where to watch it, to be completely honest. We stumbled upon it yeah, we, we watched, um, in the store and yeah, bought it we for like 14 the, bucks.
0: Yeah, we watched Willy's Wonderland on the Roku somewhere. Prime, I think, yeah. And we just happened to be shopping the other day and saw this. And I'm like, oh, hey, that's that one I was talking. Hell, let's just get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: I think we saw it on a Shutter commercial yeah. or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so this one's, I guess, it's easily available if you want to buy it. I haven't checked to see if it's streaming.
1: Yeah, I want to say that it might be because you Saw it somewhere when we were scrolling through something on the TV and yeah, it popped up. So anyway, that one's uh Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Yeah. And I think it just came out. So you should be able to find yeah. it.
0: Yeah, it did. Uh 2021, it came out. And also the next feature, Willy's Wonderland. They both came out this year. This one, on the other hand, for me, and uh, I think for you, it was a fun ride.
1: It was a joy to watch. Didn't
0: know what to expect. The plot was like, okay, I'm in with this.
1: The plot was surprising to me, to be honest. Well, the
0: basic plot. Yeah. Very simple. This drifter comes rolling into town. His car breaks down, more or less, and he doesn't have the money to fix it because they will only take cash. Right. And to get the cash... He, uh, the mechanic says, well, I think I can get you a job that, you know, you can get the money real quick to pay for the repairs because yeah. it's like $4,000 or something like
1: that. I don't know how much, but it was
0: too he, much. Because yeah. he had his credit card, but it will only take cash. Yeah. So he gets his job.
1: Working at Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Which is, which a, is like a, a Chuck e. Cheese. Yeah.
0: A shuttered Chuck E. Cheese kind of amusement, combination amusement park. indoor. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. That's been closed down for some time. The owner wants to reopen it, but it's a mess inside, so he hires Nick Cage an overnight job to clean it. Yes. And if he does a good job cleaning it overnight, he'll pay to get the car repaired. Right. Spend the night cleaning Willie's Wonderland, and I will pay to have your car fixed. Deal?
1: So Nick Cage agrees. Agrees. Without saying a word. Yeah.
0: The coolest thing about this movie is Nick Cage does not utter one word in the whole film.
1: The entire film. Yeah. Not a single it's cool. word. cool. <laughs>
0: And uh, he's, he rolls up driving a big muscle car. And he's wearing a leather jacket. So Yeah, you know, he's pretty awesome. Pretty badass in this. So he goes into Willie's Wonderland and the guy says, here's your employee t-shirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he gives him an
0: employee t-shirt. So he
1: puts on his employee t-shirt and then the guy tells him, be sure to take regular breaks. Yeah, so you don't tire <laughs> yourself out.
0: So he's got his energy drink called, was it, a fist or something? Something punch. Oh, punch, yeah. And, uh. He puts his energy drinks, this like a couple of six packs, in the cooler in the break room Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he goes to work cleaning up. Yeah. And he's just he's cleaning and you get introduced to these local kids in town and the movie unfolds, you find out pretty quickly that other people have had the same thing happen to them over the years. Car break down and they get the job clean. Families too.
1: Yeah. And You uh, learn that the town has has made the cars Break down. Yeah. Trapped them there.
0: And apparently the animatronic characters in this Chuck E. Cheese place, Willie's Wonderland, come to life at night, And yeah. they're, but they're possessed by...
1: The spirits of Willie and his cohorts that used to own the place.
0: Yeah, but weren't they like criminals? or No, they were serial killers.
1: Yeah, they were serial killers. Yeah. I think, and were they pedophiles too? I can't remember. Something. Anyway,
0: but to appease them... And they were Satanists. Yeah. So, it's got so all we the, have
1: like this satanic cult um supernatural i mean if there's so many movies rolled into one in this it's great (laughs) yeah it's a grindhouse film it's great uh,
0: you know by any man's standards yeah but the town the sheriff and a lot of the other adults in town have kind of made a pact with the spirits with With willie That they'll bring them people like that if they leave the townies alone. Leave the children alone, leave the rest of the people who live in the town alone. Yep. They'll bring them people. They'll feed them people, basically. You're here to be a human sacrifice. So we find that out later on. Some of the kids in town have kind of discovered this, the teenagers, and want to stop it. Yeah, so so
1: they're trying to burn the place down.
0: And they see there's a new guy in there, the drifter, and they want to help him get out. Yeah, or a so couple of them want to help him get out.
1: Right. So a couple of them go into the place. Now, it's locked from the outside. There's no way in. But I they think there's a skylight or something. Or something. Yeah. So they go in to try and get him out. And then all of them end up falling in. And then they're trapped yeah. themselves. And
0: shenanigans ensue. Yes. Now, <laughs> before they get in there and after they get in there, Nick Cage takes his break. A watch set every hour. Yep. He takes a 10-minute break, no matter what's happening.
1: Yep. He could be in the middle of He's in the middle
0: of fighting one of these guys, and the girl is there with him, one of the teenage girls, and the thing goes off, and he just walks away and takes his break and leaves her fighting the
1: guy. (laughs) Yeah. It was great, because he's been told to take regular breaks.
0: Well, you know, he's a company man. (laughs) <laughs> but he goes in the break room which he cleaned up the break room i think and he pulled a cover off a pinball machine yeah so during his breaks after that he start he plays pinball
1: yes and, and has he's his getting energy better to... and better at the, at the yeah throughout machine. the evening and then
0: to where he cuts some music on, he's dancing around while he's playing pinball and having yep. a good time and then his breaks over he goes back to what he was doing at the restaurant or the, yeah the place
1: and i mean he is making some crazy progress getting this place clean and you know when the first creature or the first uh, animatronic thing comes to life and comes after him, he is just not surprised at all. No. And I don't know.
0: Which almost leads you to believe that, that he was he going this... there on purpose yeah, to stop it? Yeah, you almost you think know? that he
1: was. But but at no point yeah. did he or anyone tell you that that's what's happening. Yeah, now
0: see, this one it doesn't leave you hanging, it just makes you wonder. Yeah. Whereas the other one, you're like, it doesn't make you wonder. It makes you go, wait, how did the... there's nothing What
1: the hell happened? Did they? You know,
0: (laughs) what happened to those cars they were supposed to be driving, you know? And there's nothing leading you to think, oh, well, maybe they just, they drove them halfway and stopped. You know, there's nothing, this, it's more of the man with no name, you know, mystery that, you know, the Clint Eastwood you know, yeah, and
1: I had I had no problem with the fact that he never spoke a word and we never find out really who he was.
0: That's the coolest thing where about Where he it. came from, yeah. where
1: he's going, or what's going on here. Yeah,
0: see, things like that are are cool. It's like the original Halloween. Yeah. When at the very beginning they pull the, the mask off and it's just this sweet little kid mm-hmm. and you never find out. It's just he was born evil. Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie's remake—you get this whole backstory of he had an abusive stepfather, his mother was a stripper, the kids picked on him school. Yeah, they give all this reason of why he turned into a. It's like, well, okay, anybody would have been a turned into a criminal or a I killer, or, you know. And there there's no mystery have. to it. So, but this, yeah, the the hero in this, yeah, you're mm-hmm. like, where's he from? Why was he here? Was he just passing through, or was he coming on purpose? But, but yeah, like you said, he doesn't seem surprised. Mm-hmm. He's just like, uh. and and kills it. Yep. You know, destroys the machine. And the rest of the movie, you got the stupid teenagers who get killed, and you got the one smart teenager, one or two that mm-hmm. make it, and and he goes through. And then the when the guy, they open the the mechanic and the boss hog guy opens the doors, and at night and the place is like clean, like sparkling yeah, clean. He did and his job, but the animatronics are all in the trash. You know?
1: Yeah. And they're really surprised. And the I mean, you gotta give the guy credit. He actually does give the guy his car. <laughs> A fixed car. They
0: fixed the car. <laughs> I Guess they were gonna sell it, but and then the uh, the teenage girl well, her I guess her mom, the sheriff was her mom. Didn't she get killed or something? The sheriff
1: was her adopted, adopted mother. Adopted mother, yeah. And I don't know if she got killed or if she just realized her mother is the one or her the sheriff made yeah. this deal with the devil, so to speak, and so she just didn't want to be around. I can't even but remember. She doesn't but... have
0: anything to stay in that time before her friends are dead so she just hops in the car with Cage and he just off they go gives her a you know nondescript look and they just take off yeah you know and you don't know like okay they're gonna go have adventures and fight evil in other towns or what (laughs) yeah what's (laughs)
1: happening now I want more adventures with Willy's Wonderland
0: yeah that was it was a thoroughly enjoyable film because I mean the plot told me what to expect but I didn't know what to expect out of the film yeah and I didn't want more than
1: didn't what need I got. More.
0: I I expected what the plot said and I got more than that. Yeah. Prisoners of the Ghostland, I expected more than what the plot said and I got less.
1: Than yeah. That. Yeah, You know, just as I thought back on Prisoners of the Ghostland, yeah. Um they were building up those cars to get out of there and maybe they didn't need the cars because I think they were trying to get the cars to get out of the ghost land, not to all get to Samurai Town.
0: That could have been. It could have been. I could be misremembering. That could have been they were building the cars and then he talked to the guy. And, and he, he said, said he, he let him out. Through.
1: Yeah. So maybe it wasn't necessary yeah. anymore.
0: But still, how did they walked into town. I he know. drove why out of town. Didn't
1: he, why didn't they drive?
0: Yeah. He should have been like bar- barreling in you know yeah. hauling ass to <laughs> right. beat the clock
1: yeah anyway it just hit me just yeah. now but anyway i don't know if that's the case or not
0: yeah so, so anyway i would say like i say every time watch both of these movies and judge for yourself i would give two thumbs up to willie's wonderland i'd give a thumb sideways to <laughs> <laughs> to prisoners of Ghostland, i
1: give at least one thumb up to prisoners of the Ghostland. Yeah,
0: I just. Ugh. I mean, I been, did not
1: love it by any means, but I found it visually compelling.
0: Visually, it was it was interesting. It was not it was cool visually. It had a lot of you know style to it. Yeah, the combination of the old west and the samurai thing was kind of cool and yes. the post apocalyptic. But it seemed like a bunch of unfinished ideas there strung together. Some. Yeah, there that's what some. it felt like to me. Yeah, overall.
1: I mean, I think I will have to watch Prisoners of the Ghost Land at least one more time. Yeah. Just so I make sure I'm not missing something. Because, you know, as I've said about a few movies in the past, perhaps I'm not as smart as this movie. Although I like to think that I'm pretty smart sometimes, but maybe I'm not as smart as You're this all movie. Right. You're all right.
0: <laughs> oh, here here's the thing about this, okay? Here this'll I think this kind of sums it up for me. We bought Prisoners of the Ghost Land without seeing it. Yeah. I probably won't watch it again. Right. Not that I hate it, it's just like, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I
1: know, I get it.
0: We watched Willy's Wonderland
1: and you need to go buy it now.
0: And I will go buy that yeah. so I can watch it again yes. anytime I want. It was it was a fun ride. Yeah. Whereas Prisoners of the Ghostland was a huh?
1: Yeah, Prisoners of the Ghostland fun does not come to mind when you think of that at all. There was all. a lot of
0: speed bumps. It was like yeah. it's, it has Okay, this is going pretty good. Uh-oh, what the hell's going on now? Yeah. You know, and then it has another fun scene or two. And then, uh, yeah. You know.
1: I mean, but you know, but watch, a, a watch them both movie. and make your own. Well, true. You know. And a good movie for me does not have to have the word fun in it when I describe it. I mean, I would not look at Lord of the Rings and say it was a fun movie by any means, but it's a wonderful no, but
0: movie. Lord of the Rings, it wasn't fun, but I had fun watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah.
1: It wasn't boring. Right. Although some people say that it was, but that's a whole nother well, thing. Well, you know. Lots of walking. People don't like that, apparently. <laughs>
0: apparently people don't like epic battles and sword fights right <laughs> yeah.
1: anyway all right but, well so i i don't know I, I guess that's about it what else do you have
0: uh no i gonna say both of them are readily available to watch so you know
1: check them out well i guess we have one thing left to do
0: yes we do we have to prove that the world revolves around planet of the apes Now, if this is your first time listening, and you don't know what the hell this means. <laughs> many years ago, my buddy Clayton and I discovered that you can connect anything back to the original Planet of the Apes series, much like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, but we started this year's before that. And we have proved many, many times the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. So, Phyllis is going to give me somebody from this movie, and I'm going to connect them back in, in yeah, as few steps as possible.
1: Okay, well... I mean, we may have to do two. We'll see. But since okay. we're doing a Nick Cage double feature, I think you have to do Nick Cage. Okay. I got you.
0: <laughs> Nick Cage uh, in Raising Arizona. Okay. M. Emmett Walsh was in Raising Arizona.
1: Emmett Walsh? That- M.
0: Emmett Walsh.
1: M. Emmett Walsh. Who is yeah. was M. Emmett Walsh? Hundreds of
0: movies. Okay. He was in Deckard's Boss and Blade Runner. Okay. He was a factory guy in Raising Arizona. Okay. With... Um,
1: A face I know, but not a name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. With
0: with Nick Cage. Gotcha. M. Emmett Walsh was also the assassin in The Jerk. Okay. Picking the name out of the phone book. Yes. Okay. Maurice Evans was also in The Jerk, who was Dr. Zayas.
1: (laughs) Well, that was really fast. (laughs) Okay, then. All right, well. Good job! You have once again proven that the world does indeed revolve around Planet of it the Apes. It
0: does. So go watch all the original Planet of the Apes movies and the TV series, uh, <laughs> and, and then watch these movies and watch these two Nick Cage movies,
1: <laughs> and let us know what you think. And <laughs> don't I will forget try to check to out the catch Facebook page.
0: This weekend, I'm two episodes behind. I think of pictures. Rob is
1: a slacker. Uh, it's been busy with
0: the festivals <laughs> and the holidays and everything. Excuses, around and, excuses. Yeah, real life, and <laughs> so, but yeah. You know, check them out. Uh, One of them's a lot of fun. The other one's uh, a (laughs) hit-scratcher.
1: So let us know. All right. I guess that's it.
0: I think that's it. So until next time, thanks for listening. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night.